Triple F Podcast, where we're focused on fashion, fitness, and of course food. This podcast is all about bringing these three parts of your life together to help you get the most out of your passions. We're here to help you look your best, feel great, and also indulge in some maybe not so hidden temptations. <laughs> we are by no means experts in any of these fields, but we do hope to bring people to the show who know what they're talking about and can help you with some of these aspects of your life. You only live once, so why not live a life worth living? On the show today, we have Adrian Madera. After two months of research and design, brothers Vincent and Francois Theriot launched a business offering a new shopping experience in a 300-foot square foot store in Quebec City. Their concept is an instant success, so much that a boutique quickly outgrew its space. Surmacier was born. It provides an exceptional shopping experience and offers quality products to the best value. That's why they want to be referenced for custom, made-to-measure menswear in North America. Our guest today is Adrian Madeira. He's a partner of Surmacier Custom Menswear. Originally from Mexico, he loves suits and soccer. Sit back, relax, enjoy this fun little episode with Adrian Madeira. So today we're sitting down with Adrian Madero, uh, founder of Sir Monsieur. How are you doing today? Really good. Really good. How are you, JP? Uh, and actually, I am not a founder of Sir Monsieur. I am a partner. I partner, came in a partner. little bit. So, so yeah, I came in. A, I came in a little bit later. It's uh, uh, the two founders are two brothers from Quebec. Interesting. So uh, let's jump right into this. Uh, Sir Monsieur is a men's clothing company, correct? That you're a partner at. Yeah, it's a uh, custom menswear. So everything we do is made to measure. Uh, we start from scratch. Basically, the the concept is uh, you walk in a store. We have around, give or take a few, but ten thousand fabrics. You choose uh, the the fabric depending on uh, your style, your needs, your budget, and then we start designing from there. Uh, just depending on your style, also depending on. The, on what kind of suit would you like it? If it's a, for a wedding, any occasion, or it's uh, really the the options are limitless. We have so many options and so many fabrics that it's it's really fun just to go in there. Awesome. And, and so, how did you kind of come about this? Is this something you've always been passionate about? Um, you know, coming in as a partner, obviously you had to have some sort of fashion background. I'm sure it wasn't just like, hey, I'm a college graduate, I'm bored, might as well just partner at a men's clothing store for my new job. <laughs> Well, well, yeah, well, it's a little bit of both. I've always appreciated clothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've always liked suits and always been uh, not, I cannot say passionate. The passion came after. Uh, I was a little bit more involved, but I always appreciated a good suit. And I always had trouble. I, am, I have a similar problem as you might have. I am a narrow frame and I am slightly tall. Mm-hmm. So I... Off the rack, it's impossible for me to buy. So I always tried a little bit of a custom. Uh, so I, I could appreciate since a really young age, a well-tailored suit. So my story quickly, it's uh, I'm from Mexico. Okay. I studied there, but then I, I did a couple of years of university in, uh, in Paris. So I got a little bit more into fashion when I was studying in Paris. And uh, at that time, as soon as I came back, um, I studied high school in Vancouver, so through mutual friends, I came across the Ferriol brothers, which are the founders of the company. 
they started the company in Quebec City in the French part of Canada. Okay. Uh, and they started, they founded the company in a basement, basically, just making suits for their friends and for their dad's friends. The word of mouth started going and they started growing really fast. I'm talking, this was 2010 when they were in a basement and uh, they started growing. They opened up their formal store a year after, a little bit less than that in Quebec. And then they started growing Montreal, Toronto. And that's when I came in. When they opened up Toronto, it's when I came in. I grew interest a little bit before, um, but uh, just it took me a while just to take the leap of coming in uh, as a partner. It was a it was really a big jump for me and for them as well. But it's uh, it's been a good ride. Uh, after that, I I went to Ottawa. We opened a store in Ottawa, and the rest is history. Now we have uh, eight stores and uh, six shop and shops, so fourteen locations uh, in total. What's it like coming in as a partner, especially to a, a pair of brothers? I mean, I, I've personally been in business deals where people are partnerships and they, they just let uh, their personal differences get in the way of business. What was it like for you thinking, hey, these two people have lifelong relationships. I'm coming in as like an additional part to the, you know, the pie. Are, are my ideas and thoughts going to be appreciated? I mean, I assume at this point they have been, but what were your kind of thoughts kind of going into that? Well, this, this guys are extremely professional. So they are brothers outside of work and they are partners and coworkers inside the office. Mm -hmm. So to be honest with you, I, I didn't see anything like it was, uh, uh, having trouble of them listening to my ideas or anything. It's, uh, they, they basically welcomed me with open arms and, uh, I, I flew to Canada. I lived in Canada for about two years. And uh, basically, they were my family there. I, I ate at their place the whole time. I hanged out with their kids. I, uh, I know their parents. It's, uh, it's just been really, they were extremely welcoming with me. So it was really easy transition for me. Great. So walk us through kind of like your day-to-day. -day. So you guys said you have eight stores open. You're here in Chicago with me. What is kind of like your day-to-day -day breakdown? Are you sitting there making suits all day? Are you fitting people? What, give us a breakdown of kind of your day-to-day. Your -day. So to start, uh, I'm going to tell you the type of customer we receive. We don't go to the main shopping corridors. We don't go to the, the fashion streets. We are always trying to be located in the business central district, in the financial district. So wherever the suits are walking around, that's our customer. The customer is the finance guy, the banker, the lawyer, people who work at City Hall. That is our day-to-day -day customer. So we want to be close to where they work, not close to where they shop. Because that kind of customer doesn't shop often. They don't go on shopping sprees. If they need a suit and it's close to their office, they will come to us. So that is kind of how we choose our location. Um, and for, let's say for a, me, it's kind of hard to tell you what's my day-to-day -day because I do a lot of office work back in the back of the office. And I do some sales. Uh, I go to the sales floor. I do measure people. I do fit people. But let's say a typical day at the store would be sitting around waiting for a customer to come in for fitting. So we will have appointments. Let's say we have an appointment at 4 o'clock uh, for a fitting. So he comes in. We tr uh, he tries his suit that already was delivered. Uh, turnaround time is about four weeks, four to six weeks. So let's say you're a new customer. 
you come into the store, one of my style consultants is going to greet you, and then you will uh, have all the options laid, laid on the table. So basically, you want a suit, a two-piece suit, three-piece suit, double breast, depending on what you want. And if you have a really specific idea of what you want, you can show me a picture or just describe the type of suit or shirt that you want, and I can replicate that exactly. Or if you don't really have an idea, our style consultants will guide you through the process. They will take you by the hand and basically say, okay, you're a lawyer, so you need something a little bit more sober. I don't want something really flashy for you, but you want maybe a power suit. So depending on your contrast and your complexion, we're going to guide you and stir you to what's better for your needs if you don't have the idea. So basically, that is how uh, a customer, that's like his experience that he will live in the store. Cool. Give us a quick rundown on that. So give us some examples of, hey, maybe I'm a lawyer and I'm looking for like my sixth suit because I already have the five hour throughout the week, right? Or someone who's going in for a job interview uh, because they're recently on the market or someone who's just looking for a suit to wear out to like a nice dinner party that they got invited to. How does someone kind of choose between the different options there? Like if I walked in kind of blindly, oh, my wife, if I had one, right? It's like, I need to get a suit for like XYZ reason. How do you guys kind of work with someone who doesn't have the idea already in place what they want? At the end of the day, it's your decision. But since we have so many options, we narrow it down to you. Okay. So let's say you're a lawyer. You have, uh, let's put two scenarios. You have five suits and uh, you want a sixth one. So the first thing we ask is, do you want to retire one of those five suits and just maybe sub it out for one new one? Or you want to add a sixth one to the roster? So let's say you want to add a new one. If, if you want to substitute one, let's just say, okay, I want to substitute the solid gray. All right, let's go for a gray shark, shark skin. It's easy for us. But if you want to add another one to the roster, we ask, okay, so I have a black, I have a gray, I have a, a window pane and a pinstripe. So let's say we're, we're in Chicago. Let's go for a tweed. Let's go for a flannel, maybe a worsted wool. So we'll start pulling out books. Everything we have, we have for collections. So it's pretty simple. I pull out a book and uh, you say, you know what? Uh, I'm not l liking this kind of look. So it's easy for me. Just close the book and on to the next one. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to, to go through every single swatch of the book. We have them in collections. So it's, uh, it's pretty easy to get a taste. If you're looking for something really specific, it's going to be most, most likely four or five options of the same thing, maybe a little bit different in detail, but in the same book. So that's basically how we, we narrow it down. On the other side, if you have no idea and you have no suits, uh, we say, okay, do you, are you used to wearing a suit? That's, that's a really important question because if you're used to wearing a suit, you might be a little bit more comfortable with a snugger fit, maybe something a little bit more tapered. If you're used to wearing sweatpants all the time, maybe in the measurement area, we need to have a conversation of how it's going to fit. And if it's, and if you're comfortable with something a little bit more of a tapered look or, or a half break, a full break, if you want to show a little bit more sock, or if you don't really want to show sock, you want to go something more classic. So it's really a conversation that we have with the customer. At the end of the day, it's always their decision. They have the final decision, but we always try to recommend what's better for their work, for their event. And also, we take into account their complexion their skin tone, their contrast, their shape, everything comes into place. That makes sense. I mean, people always say like a well-fit suit is like more important than just buying like an expensive suit that looks like 
poorly fitted. And I, I totally agree with that. I mean, oh, of I, course, I suits that I've liked and be like, oh, is this a new suit? I'm like, no, I haven't worn it in like eight years. <laughs> yeah, it's, it it happens. So it doesn't matter if you have a three thousand dollar suit if it doesn't fit right. It doesn't matter how fine the cloth is. You can have a four hundred dollar suit that fits perfect, and you're gonna look good. So it's more about the fit. If you start getting a little bit more romantic and you are trying to have a little bit more of a performance for the suit, then you can go for, for 100% wool and, and, and high-end fabrics with high twist rates. We can, I'm getting a little bit technical here, but... Yeah, please do. Yeah, please do. So let's say you're a banker, and you have five suits. I, you wear a suit in and out every day. I would never put you in an extremely high twist rate kind of suit, a super 180, super 150. I would put you in a super 120, super 130. That That is the amount of times a single thread is twisted. So it determines the how soft the, the fabric is going to uh, end up coming. Mm-hmm. So if you have a really high twist rate, it's going to be really soft, but it's going to be wrinkly. It's going to wrinkle easier and it's going to wear out easier Mm -hmm. so if you're a banker and you wear a suit every day you want a suit for battle you want a suit that you can not run in but kind of jog in you're going to be rubbing the 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 suit against the desk you're going to be typing in your computer so you need something that is a corporate suit for me the typical corporate suit it's a super 130 that is a perfect four season twist rate for corporate suits interesting yeah i think a lot of people kind of come in and don't really know what they're thinking, right? So they're, they're taking their opinion, but then people have like that, that fear, oh, this guy's going to like try to upsell me on like a thousand things and buy stuff that I don't like. And I don't know. How, how do you kind of handle that as, um, you know, as customers come in that have that, that, that fear that they don't know what they want and because they don't know what they want, they like, don't understand what to expect from you. Um, I, as the more technical you get into explaining to them, the more that goes over their head. How do you kind of set them at ease? We throw out a lot of knowledge to the customers. We try to educate them, give, give them fun facts about where's this style come from, why is the pocket there, why do you have a ticket pocket, all that kind of stuff. They appreciate it. And uh, it's really simple for us uh, not to upsell. We don't try to upsell because if I do my job correctly, I'm going to ruin you for retail off the rack. You're going to come to me your whole life if I do my job correctly. Right. If you come in, my prices are so affordable compared to all the major measures out there. We are so competitive that it makes no sense for you to go buy another suit off the rack that is not going to fit you right. And, you're gonna, and if you care how you look, you're going to spend $100 more in alterations. And you're going to deconstruct the piece and then construct it again. And it's not the way to do it. So here you get a piece a garment that is made for you for a really competitive price and also a key factor here is that my employees in the store are not commission-based so you're not going to have the pushing mentality of sir i'm going to upsell you here and then i'm going to throw accessories and then i'm going to throw another shirt and then i'm going to throw this and you need this you need that sir you're not going to have that in our stores we are in for the long run with you we want you to be a customer of years with us and our customer fidelity, it's crazy high. We have a lot of repeat customers because we take care of them. Mm-hmm. We care about your pocket. I don't want to have a big sale with you 
one time. I want to have small sales through your whole life. That's our mentality. That's like so refreshing. I'm, I'm not going to say where I went, but I remember I was shopping with my parents and my brother. I forgot who was looking for something, but we walked into a big box store and uh, a salesperson like greeted us. It was fantastic. And I think we just said like, oh, we're looking around. We said something about how we, we kind of knew what we were doing. So we kind of came in with like an agenda with what we were looking for. And he just turned away immediately and started talking to his colleague. It was like, do we like no longer exist because we like came in understanding what we wanted? Like it, it just like left a terrible taste in my mouth. I probably will never walk into that big box store ever again. I'm like, you, you can't be like a nice person to me that because I'm standing here as a customer. You have to get back to your conversation with your colleague who we'll have when we walk out in five minutes is it's so ridiculous. I think the customer loyalty and just appreciating customers just goes a really long way. Of course, of course. And it's part of our DNA, really. It's part of our culture. Just taking care of the customer. I don't care. Our suits start at $375 for the two-piece suit. If you come in saying that you want a $375, just if you want that piece, or even if you want a shirt, the entry-level shirt, a $60 shirt, I'm still going to offer you scotch. I'm going to offer you an espresso. I'm going to ask, what do you do? I'm going to take it, take my time with you. I don't really care if it's only one shirt, because for me, I only see customers. Mm -hmm. I see a customer that might come back. I don't really care about your purchase at the time. I care about the long-term relationship I'm going to develop with the customer. It makes so much sense, too. I'd rather go do business with someone that I like and appreciate than give me fair feedback, opposed to like trying to find something. It's like when I go get a haircut like at somewhere random, like, oh, your hair looks great, and like at home, like, I hate this. Or, or I can go somewhere where someone actually gets you fair feedback, like, maybe you should try this instead or whatever. So it's, it's absolutely fantastic on your end. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's been working well so far, so <laughs> can't well, argue. So what, what can people kind of do with um, their, their suits or accessories, et cetera, to kind of mix things up? Like we kind of mentioned, like, if you're a banker or you have, like, kind of wear a suit every day, you have your five suits, how can you look different kind of week to week opposed to, like, same outfit Monday, same outfit Tuesday, et cetera? Do you have any like recommendations there? Yeah, of course. Um, if you're not in a work environment that you're required to wear a suit, I would say a sports coat with different kinds of chinos or trousers can make a whole different look. Let's say you have a navy blazer and you wear it with khaki trousers or with charcoal trousers or with light gray trousers, you can wear that same uh, jacket mm -hmm. three times in the week with a white shirt and you have three different outfits and it's not like people are going to look at you and say oh here's a guy with a blazer again <laughs> it's it's a completely different look we do that all the time guys come to us and they say like hey i need a new wardrobe but i i don't have the money to just update the whole thing we do six or seven items that they can mix and match between them and and really they have a new wardrobe completely they can just mix and match and, and gray trousers, white and blue shirts go with everything. So white and blue shirts are really basic. So you can just wrap together any outfit. And that's another thing that now that I mentioned outfit, men shop different than girls. Mm -hmm. Men should always shop for basic items that they can put together. Girls shop for outfits they buy the shoes that go well with the skirt that go well with the blouse and with this necklace men should have items that round up together and let's say they have 
one suit, two suits, and a blazer with four, maybe three trousers, five shirts. That's That wardrobe could be good enough for about two weeks maybe in rotation. Mm-hmm. So you don't need to buy much in order to look good really. You don't want to you don't want to repeat the whole same suit all the time. So that's how you can do it with a blazer and different trousers, maybe have a different color of the tie, maybe have a pocket square. That that makes a whole different outfit. Just changing the accessories as well. Do you have some recommendations on people matching appropriately? Um, I mean, I've uh, unfortunately seen people who just spend like, let's just say, I throw a number out there, like $500 on an outfit, right? But it's like a pinstripe suit with like a checkered shirt and like a crust, a diagonal tie. And because they're all like high quality and they have similar colors, I think it looks great. And I would like gouge my eyes out. I'm like, Someone should tell you this, but like no one has the heart to tell you that this looks atrocious. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it happens. So um, in order to – for me, the rule I have is – and everybody – fashion changes a lot. Mm-hmm. And everybody's different. But what I like, it's not matching colors. It's things that go well together. I don't like to match the color of my pocket square and my tie. I like them to go together. Maybe pull out a little bit of one color or one tone that the tie has with the pocket square, or maybe the pocket square matches a little bit or goes well with the shirt or with the suit. I don't like that. I like to wrap up the whole outfit, the whole look. I don't like to match. So really also going into patterns. One of my rules as well is if you want to have a striped shirt and a striped tie, it's fine. Just make sure the stripes are significantly different widths. Mm -hmm. If they are the same width, it kind of loses and it looks kind of weird because it's never going to match exactly and it's going to look like you're trying to do something that you're not. So if it's a really narrow stripe and if it's like a uh, college tie that it's the thick stripes, that looks good. But if it's a Bengal stripe that it's a little bit thicker and a thick stripe tie, that kind of looks odd to me. So So two simple rules. Different, the same pattern, different sizes, it's okay. Same size, try to avoid it. And don't try to match your accessories, tie and pocket square with the shirt. Just try to have same tones. Maybe they can go together well, but don't try to match the colors. So a navy blue shirt with a black suit, blue tie and a blue pocket square, all the same kind of similar shade is is a, a like a faux pas per se. It would be more I fun would to kind of, okay. Throw in a white shirt there instead of a navy shirt, and it will look better. Interesting. So I, you obviously are. You mentioned that you stay up to the speed with fashion because it's always changing. How do you personally kind of keep up with that? Are you reading a lot of fashion magazines? Are you doing a lot of stuff in the fashion industry? Uh, you know, kind of something saying the mentality of saying oh, it's kind of the way you've always done it seems a little ar- archaic. How are you kind of staying up with the trends? So I don't read fashion magazines. <laughs> there's only one there's only one I keep up with. Uh it's called The Rake. It's a fantastic magazine. I think it's based out of Singapore. Okay. It's their articles are amazing. Their style it's timeless. They don't do fashion, they do style. So it's always timeless pieces, really high-end suits but not really bold. It's more of the timeless look. 
It's something that you're going to see in 20 years or that you could have seen 20 years ago and it still will look good. It's not dated. That is the type of style that I appreciate and I, and I, and I like a lot. But to keep, it, to keep up with fashion, uh, actually right now, yesterday, Pitti Uomo started. I don't know if you're familiar with Pitti Uomo. It's Men's Fashion Week in Florence. Oh, nice. It's, uh, it's a fantastic show. It's really good. And a lot of vendors are there and they, and they have their new trends and you start seeing what's going to come up maybe next year or in two years. They're a little bit more uh, avant-garde when it comes to fashion. They're a little bit ahead of fashion. So we always send a couple of uh, style consultants there. And actually right now we have Peter Greer. Here. He's uh, our product expert and Charles Denoyer. He's a assistant manager in the, the Montreal store. We sent them this year to uh, Pity Womo. So they're right now in Florence. You can follow their trip in, uh, on Instagram right now. Um, and they come back and they kind of, uh, they, they let us know what's, what's the trend, what's coming up, and uh, what's going to be relevant in the next couple of years. Um, try to take it with a grain of salt because Petey Womo is really, really peacock. That's what they call it. Right. It's uh, about showing up a lot of colors and, and uh, a lot of high fashion and bold styles. And to be honest with you, our type of customer, it's not the high-end, high-fashion kind of customer. Mm-hmm. Our customer is the finance guy, the banker, the guy that works in a suit and appreciates a suit, but not necessarily is into extremely fashion-forward stuff. So kind of along those lines, when people are choosing suits, how, how do they – let's kind of go back to this a little bit. How do they choose a suit, like color and accessories, et cetera, that really fits the situation? Like if some people are, you know, as you kind of mentioned, like peacocking, like a little bit bolder, things of that nature. Um, I mean, my personal opinion of a suit I saw today in the instance, I felt it was just a little too bold for the situation. And people like gave the, the person compliments on it, but it just seemed... Uh, a little drastic compared to like, what everyone else was, was wearing in, in the room. I mean, I was just wearing, like, a uh, button-up and a tie, and this guy's wearing this like, bright blue suit, like, bright red tie. Like, it looked really good. I mean, I don't appreciate that, but it's, like, very standout-ish, and it was, like, for, like, a job interview situation. Um, do you have any like, recommendations there on how to kind of choose the right kind of mix and match of uh, suit styles for different situations? Well, first of all, it's uh, knowing what you feel comfortable in. Okay. You got you got to be comfortable because if you're wearing a let's say a window pane suit, bold suit like the one you met me in, it's a gray suit with white window pane. It's loud. It's what I do. I am in fashion, so I don't mind people telling me that is a great suit, even if they don't see me. They see the suit. That's what I'm going for. If you're a lawyer, I would not recommend that. If you're a finance guy, I would not recommend that. I would recommend something, maybe a subtle window pane or a herringbone that goes with the same tone, but when people see you, they say, that guy looks good. Mm-hmm. Not that suit is cool. Right. <laughs> you understand the difference? There's a difference between people's notice that you look good than people noticing that your suit is cool. So if you have a really serious job, I would recommend the second option, going for something a little bit more subtle. You can play around with cool stuff, cool patterns, but not going maybe as bright or as bold or as big as a pattern. 
You can put subtle details, maybe the button thread, you can do it a little bit bright. You can have a really cool lining on the inside, and that's a fashion statement by itself. But you don't have to be a fashion statement your whole persona because you're not in fashion. You want to be professional, looking good, mm-hmm. but you want to be professional and sober. Maybe if you're a judge, you don't want to be in a really, really loud suit. You just want to look good in a suit. Makes sense. So do you think a lot of people, like men, I guess, are conscientious of not matching other men? Like women, if they see someone with the same dress on, they just kind of like lose it. <laughs> are, are men kind of the same way or is this kind of, hey, you, you look great too? Like, is, are there enough kind of differences in, in the suits that like people really shouldn't be worried about that? I think there's a little bit of both. Um, personally, I've have experience, I had experience when uh, uh, actually a guy on the street just walked over to me and told me like, we're wearing the exact same fabric. And it was, it was a little bit different, but it was a blue window pane, beautiful suit. And he, I could tell he appreciated that I was wearing that suit. He felt good. But I'm sure there, if, if maybe it's, it's just all depends on personality. Another guy would be like, oh, he's wearing the same suit and he looks better than me. So it, it's, it all depends on personality. To be honest with you, my personal opinion, if I see somebody with the exact same suit I'm wearing, I would approach him and say like, hey, man, you got style. <laughs> <laughs> Makes ton of sense. So where do you kind of see your, your career growth heading? Um, you obviously are very informative and knowledgeable about everything in this realm. Um, things to be, be going great with service here. Where do you kind of see the growth that either is yourself or even as the company moving forward? Well, moving forward, we have a lot of plans. We have a lot of projects going on and the growth. Um, so new locations and within our locations, just, uh, involving new technology and new products and everything. So basically it's, uh, in five years time, we want to be the reference in North America for custom menswear. Okay. We want people to relate. If they say Sir Monsieur, they say, okay, yeah, they make suits made to measure and they are the guys to go to. Or if you, even if you haven't experienced the Sir Monsieur experience, you hear that somebody is like, hey, I'm looking for a suit for people to just get the word of mouth without living the experience. We want to be the reference because right now we do uh, our main marketing tool. It's word of mouth. We don't invest a lot in marketing. It's basically having customers, having a killer experience, have, have them come and just have the best time, have the best product, make them feel like a million bucks, and they will talk about us. And it's been working really well for us. So right now, we know that our product is untouchable. It's a great quality. Our prices, we are extremely competitive. It's just a matter of time whenever we have enough stores for us to become the reference in North America for Made to Measure. That makes more sense. I mean, I think a lot of people who start businesses uh, assume that they're going to capture like every person in the world as their, their target market. Um, it, it's great how you guys kind of really see who your target market is, focus on that niche, and then focus on optimizing and fulfilling that need as, as best as possible. I think that kind of will, you know, has related into how you guys have been so successful with a lot of repeat customers. So, you know, people are buying suits over and over again or once in a while. It makes sense to go to people you like, trust, and appreciate. Yeah, it's been really good. And to be honest with you, uh, we see in the customers how they love the experience. We have a lot of customers that just come in and uh, they are so familiar with the concept that 
they start designing by themselves. They don't even need a style consultant there. They know the buttons. They know what to click. They know what looks better on them. So they just come, design, they have fun. They show the why for their friends and they bring in new people. So it's it's the reference, just the word of mouth and the, the, the referral program that we have. It's been working wonders for us. We just launched a new referral program. So you get points uh, for every... Um, Every referral you send over and uh, and money you spend, you you get points back. So it's we're just putting really free items to the customers because let's say you come in for a suit and you love it and you talk to your buddies, they come in as a referral for you. Even if you you would talk about that suit, even if you're not getting anything back. Right. But this way, it's just a way of us saying thank you. We appreciate your business and we appreciate the word of mouth you're bringing. So it's just giving back to our customers. Yeah, it's like so easy too. Like you put, you get a new suit, you feel good about it, you put it on, and someone gives you a compliment, like, "Hey man, great suit!" You're like, "Oh yeah, I got it." Service here, like, "Oh, like where's that?" And they send it over. They even feel better because like them feeling good in what they purchased and bought is like supporting you guys, and then they get like a little kickback too to go back. It's like a nice little cycle, which is an awesome concept for sure. And it's, it's really cool because you can see the customers because at the end of the day, we suggest a lot of stuff and we try to guide you through the process. But at the end of the day, it's your decision. So it's your design. You chose the buttons. You chose the lining. You chose the fabric, the style. You chose every single detail, even the thread. So at the end of the day, whenever you're wearing the suit and people compliment on it, you're going to start showing like, hey, check out these buttons. They're functional. Check out this lining. It's cool. Check. My name is inside. <laughs> My name's inside. I have Marilyn Monroe on my lining. I have ducks. I have flowers. I have skulls. We have a bunch of really cool, loud linings. So people just have fun and they feel part of the process. It's not like you go to a store and it's like, okay, that suit's cool. I like it. Let me take it home. Here it's you see a fabric that you like and then you start creating the process and you sculpt like from clay. You start little by little choosing the details and then in the measurements, you start talking, you know what? I like the suit to be a little bit fitted. I like this style. I, I like it slim, tapered. So basically, you are the one. We're just pushing the buttons. You are the one creating the garment. It seems fantastic. I mean, I can see a lot of people getting really involved in that. Um, so like, what are expectations for people that come into the store? So they come in, kind of fit them with a suit. We have that great experience. What is kind of like the turnaround time once everything kind of gets picked out? It's about four to six weeks. Um, we have a lot of in-house fabrics. It's fabrics that we carry uh, in stock. So those suits come more towards the four week. Uh, the other fabrics that we need to order from Italy, from Scotland, from England, those are more towards the six week mark. Um, still, might sound a lot six weeks, but it's... Uh, Average in the industry, it's about eight weeks. Okay. Uh, so we're still half of that when it, when it comes to in-house fabrics. And when it comes to uh, uh, the other fabrics, we're still a little bit be uh, below average in time. So it's we're delivering pretty quick the product. And what's the life cycle for a suit? Like how many wears should someone usually get out of a suit? Years. Really, to be honest with you, it's years. Uh, you need to take good care of them. Um, I would only dry clean them whenever they're dirty or they smell like you went to a cigar room or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, if I, I wear my suits five, six times without taking them to the dry cleaners, to be honest with you, I only hang them 
and maybe steam them a little bit. And that, that should get rid of every, everything that, that has there because if they're not stained, there's no need. You have a shirt underneath. You're not sweating on the suit. So it's uh, really – it should be a long time. We have three makes. So you can have a few suit, a half canvas, and a full canvas. A full canvas and a half canvas is what we, we call them an investment suit because it's going to be a little bit more expensive. But the chest piece, instead of having the chest piece glued together, we have it hand-stitched and hand-sewn by horsehair. So natural horsehair fiber, it's running through the chest piece, so it molds to your body better, and it ages really well. Mm -hmm. So that suit can last a lifetime. That's the kind of suit that your grandpa passes on to his grandkids. That's wild. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this has been incredibly informative. Anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with before we sign off? Well, thank you for the opportunity. It's been a blast. <laughs> I haven't done this in a while. Uh, but basically, just the whole Surmiser message is a company that isn't made to measure. We are extremely competitive in prices, but we, we really don't cut down in quality. Our quality is top-notch. We are really focused on the long-term relationship with our customers and uh, really the brand loyalty. It's incredible. The culture that we have been able to keep while we grow, we have been growing really fast, but the biggest challenge that we faced, and I think we've overcame that challenge, is keeping the culture that the brothers started in Quebec that is taking care of the customer 100%. Just taking our time. This is art that we're doing, but we're doing it in a big scale. This is mass customization at the same time because we have 14 points of sale. We have 14 locations, a bunch of customers that we're treating every single customer as an individual. It's not as just a series and you go, you shop and you're out. We take care of every customer, their needs, their style. We remember their preferences. So that culture, keeping it, has been a big challenge that I think we have won the battle every single time. It's great to work at this company. I am so proud of it. And to be honest with you, it's, uh, we'll talk in a while and you'll see how much we've grown. I am so confident in this product. Great. Well, Adrian, we'll definitely appreciate being on the show. It was a blast. Oh, thank you, JP. I hope to see you around again and uh, uh, maybe we can play some blackjack again. <laughs> For sure. This was definitely a fun episode for me to record. Adrian and I actually met at the blackjack table at a black tie gala for charity uh, a few weeks back, and I'm not too sure what he saw in my suit, but I definitely caught my eye on his suit, and he was looking good. I think he's the kind of guy I had to meet for sure. Uh, I love suits. I definitely am in the mood for a new one for sure. I definitely learned a lot from this episode. I hope you learned a little bit too. If you're looking for a new custom menswear suit, definitely do not hesitate to stop in and say hello to Adrian Madeira at Surmissier. This episode is sponsored by our friends over at StakeHall. StakeHall is a social wagering app for the next generation. With StakeHall, you can easily challenge your friends to games of skill or even be a third-party judge between mutual friends. Stake your hard-earned cash, a night out in the town, or even just your dignity. They strive to be one of the most entertaining and most interactive social wagering platform on the market. 
Snake Call is an app that you download on the App Store. Uh, right now it's on iOS only. Soon to be coming into Android where you can challenge your friends to some fun games. I've challenged some friends to a game of ping pong. I've challenged some game friends to a round of hot wing eating contest. Right now I'm in the challenge of Movember. Things of that nature. Absolutely incredible. Ever have that friend that takes a bet with you and then the other word doesn't want to pay up and says, Bro, we never shook hands? No longer a problem with Snake Call. You can put it up on social media, share it with your friends, get their pretty judge, problem solved. Check them out at stakehall.io. That's S-T-A-K-E-H-A-U-L dot I-O. Or go to the iOS and iOS store and download them. Stakehall, check it out now. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast in iTunes, Pod Directory, or SoundCloud. That way, you'll get our latest episodes sent right to your device when they come out every week. For reference, those are all linked up right in the show notes. While you're in there, feel free to leave us a review. If you do, all I can say is two words. Endless gratitude. Writing reviews helps us understand how we can improve the podcast as we all continue along this fun adventure in fashion, fitness, and food. (laughs) 